Welcome to Real Good Company, a show about real people building good companies that make a big impact. We go behind the scenes to get the good, the bad, and the ugly. So you can become a better leader and gain fresh wisdom for both your personal and professional life. I'm your host, Allison Trebridge. And I'm your host, Caitlin Crosby-Benward. And you're in In Real Real Good Good Company. Company. (laughs) So on today's episode, Caitlin and I wanted to focus on a question that we've been asking ourselves a lot, which is, what does this make possible? Normally, we'll do interviews with business leaders and thought leaders, but we wanted to to take a moment first and, and kind of check in with all of you, our listeners, around how you're being impacted by COVID-19 and the present quarantine, as well as share some resources with you. So later in the episode, we'll have a brief interview with a friend of mine, Kyle Westaway, about how you can apply for the payroll protection program and an SBA loan, if that's relevant to your company or not, as well as an interview with another friend who's doing some inspiring work with her company. But with that, I want to just begin with doing a quick check-in. Caitlin, how are you doing? How am I doing? Great question. You know, obviously, comparatively speaking, compared to a lot of the people that are on the front lines, the nurses and the doctors and all the people that are working in the grocery stores and all of those incredible people that are sacrificing their lives for us to protect us compared to people that are unfortunately infected and that are in the hospital and 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 got this virus and, and have been losing friends and family. I am doing wonderful compared to mm, that. Yeah. And I'm trying to focus on how lucky and blessed I am uh, to be safe, to have a roof over my head, to get to stay home to get to be with my family. My family isn't in the hospital and that is, I'm so lucky. And I really am using this time to focus on all of the the positive possibilities that will come from this. And yeah, and I'm excited to share with you guys some things that we've been learning and information we've been gathering from a lot of our friends that have businesses and just to bring you guys some inspiration during this time. But um, yeah, to balance that out, to be a little real, it has been challenging as far as the giving keys is concerned uh, because of the California mandate to shut down non-essential businesses. We did have to temporarily lay off our entire team and that was excruciating and, you know, just knowing how how that's affecting our team members and in their lives. And ugh, it's just, it's really, really, really hard. And I think it, it's sad because the giving keys and what we're about and all of our words and messages that's that's what the world needs right now. And I feel like so many people would be buying them if they were allowed to. Mm. Um, so I'm trying to think of creative ways that we can keep still keep everybody safe, but still be able to make products, whether it's at, you know, one at a time at people's houses. But I just really need to wrap my mind around that, which is difficult when there's no child care and no school for my two children and I'm <laughs> home with them and trying to take turns um, watching them with with my husband, creating a whole other way to run a business um, while keeping everyone safe and still being, you know, sticking to the law is a very interesting new season. Probably an email that you never thought you would write must have just been a surreal moment. Yeah, the news came out about 530. My production manager wrote me right after that and said, did you hear the news? And that whole week we were 
thinking, okay, we can, we, we can do this. We just keep everybody six feet apart and, you know, sanitize this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then when I, my heart dropped when I heard that. And then, so that whole night I was talking to our HR attorney and our CFO and production manager and, and office manager and HR, blah, blah, blah. And it, trying to figure out what to do. And employees were calling me over and over and over and over again. And I was like, I'm on the phone with our attorney trying to figure <laughs> out what to do. And it was like 10 p.m. They're like, oh do we gosh. come to work tomorrow or not? And then as I was pumping my boobs, <laughs> um, because I'm breastfeeding right now, and I was pumping at like 10, 30, 11 p.m. that night, I ended up writing this horrible email to the whole team as I was pumping. I was like, what is this? And saying yeah. that tomorrow, unfortunately, we're going to have to temporarily lay everyone off, everybody. Yeah. So anyway, yes, I don't want this podcast to be all about the, you know, the sad things because there is enough of that going on. So I'm excited to kind of pivot and talk about all the possibilities that can come from this time. How about you? How, how, how is it business wise for you? It's such a swirl of emotions. And I feel like, you know, some, some days I feel just so grounded and focused. I feel like I'm working more than ever because in a strange way, I think we're in the 5% of businesses that are actually created to serve a time like this because people are consuming more content than ever and really desperate for meaningful community. And that's the platform that we're building. And that's why we exist is to help people connect in community and gather in groups and do book clubs and and host gatherings online. I mean, it, it felt like overnight for a long time, I, I talked about in person being so important. And overnight, it's okay, we're only going to focus on on virtual, which mm-hmm. had been a part of the model, but making that shift dramatically. It's a strange feeling of like, I've never had a higher level of conviction for what we're building. And then this angst and frustration that it doesn't, you know, that we're not like three months further along and it it existed a month ago. And, (laughs) and then at the same time, all of this wild uncertainty, like we're fully funded by investors and angel investors and everyone's getting hit so hard. It's, it's feels like kind of, you know, sailing in the middle of a huge storm and you don't Mm -hmm. know if you're going to hit rocks or if you're, you know, going to, you know, yeah, it's it's just a, a really surreal time at, with so little information and so little clarity. And so I've had to learn to give my myself permission to have days like yesterday was just a really hard day and we got some mm-hmm. hard news. And and at a certain point, I had to stop and just say, OK, I'm I don't have to put on a brave face in this moment. I'm just allowed to have a hard day and feel mm-hmm. the weight of it all. And also, I think I've shared with you our um, one of the executives on our team got COVID-19 really early on in end of February. And so it's been especially real for us from a health perspective, feeling the fear and uncertainty of of his journey and a point where we didn't know if he was going to pull through. And so there's all of that emotional turmoil on on top of everything else and and the fear for friends and family. So it's a lot of emotions. A, yeah. a lot, you know, that I know is surreal because it also, it feels like we're like more than ever in history sharing this burden globally, mm-hmm. this sense yeah. of all of us being in 
in the same boat together. Yeah. It's pretty surreal and powerful. It feels like a dream. Yeah. But I really am trying to focus on all of the positives and possibilities. Yeah. So the the mantra that I've been keeping lately is just asking myself this continual question, which is what does this make possible? What does quarantine and social distancing and the isolation and and these things that are real limitations, limitations are always an opportunity for for something to come from them. And, And I think we have limitations all around us in our life all the time. We often become used to them and don't always notice them because they become just our way of living. But when we're confronted with a entirely new set of enormous limitations, it can be incredibly jarring and to be have so much of our freedom taken. But I also think it can open up new possibilities. And so we wanted to focus this show amidst the the roller coaster of emotions and experiences that we're going through personally. Um, we wanted to focus this episode around the question that we've been asking of of what does this make possible? Um, so Caitlin, for, for you around, around this time of, of quarantine, what is it made possible for you? What, what are things that you're coming back to and, and finding hope in? Well, I will get to the business side of things, but I will start off. Yeah. Let's start on, personal. Let's start. Yeah. Personal the personal stuff. is, you know, for those of you that have kids, I'm sure a lot of you don't, but I'm sure a lot of you do. And, um, for me, I have been really before this really, 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 really deeply struggling with not seeing my kids very much because of how much I worked. And my little, my three and a half boy was, is in preschool. He could go anytime from eight to nine, all the way to 4 PM. And, oh, I'm just feeling like I was only seeing him, the, the, you know, just getting him ready for school in the morning, rushing out the door so I could quote unquote, get to work. And then only seeing him for, you know, a few hours after school before putting him to bed. And it just, wasn't feeling right. And then I have a a nine month old little girl and she, you know, I would bring her with me to work, but with a nanny a lot of the time. And I didn't like that the nannies were putting her to sleep and like knew how to put her to sleep better. And she, and then they would be the first person that she would see when she would wake up. And I didn't like that. And, and I felt like she has, she's so joyful. Her name's love and she smiles so much and her baby skin is so soft and perfect. And she I just really does have an ear to ear smile. Yeah. And I just felt like other people were getting to enjoy her and I wasn't. And then that was making me feel bitter and resentful towards work. And I don't want to feel that way. And and so I, I'm so happy as challenging as it is. I never would have, my husband and I would never have chosen this schedule right now because it's feels a bit impossible, but we're making it happen and it's working. And I'm so grateful that my husband and I are tag teaming with no, obviously no help. We can't have anyone else here at the house and, and taking turns. He does real estate and, you know, he's doing his meetings, his zoom meetings, his calls and this and that. And, and just being able to see my kids throughout the day has been incredible and and spending more family time. And it's actually been actually good for my marriage. Wow, our, really? Our, I feel like, yeah, we're doing better than we were before the quarantine. I heard that there is some statistic about how divorce is going to skyrocket after oh, this, no. but then there also will be a lot of babies being made. Yeah, they're calling them um, coronials, the yes. children born oh, in nine months. <laughs> yes, that's hilarious. So um, yeah, so that, so 
on a personal level, that has been great. Also, I think we were being forced to work on self-care as a necessity because I think, you know, I personally struggle with a lot of anxiety and stress and I, you know, in certain situations with with work, the stress has been so overwhelming that it's really hard to function and be there for my kids and be there for my husband and myself. And so really having to carve out that time in the morning, whether it's doing a meditation, listening to a Calm app, which by the way, I heard that they're they're giving away that Calm app free meditations right now, which is incredible that they're giving that to people because they understand that that people need it. So check them out. Yeah. And and doing, I, I just did like five minutes of yoga this morning. I just did like a few poses just took some deep breaths and yeah, and it's, it's a game changer to, but it's because it's a necessity to make it through the day. You have, you're kind of forced to work on self-care to make sure you get your head in a healthy space before you can be of service to your family and work. It's so good. Do you feel this strange kind of time warp happening? Like sometimes I feel like I blink and the day is gone and then other moments I feel like it's been a day and it's only been 30 minutes. I feel like I, I've kind of like lost all sense of time in a in a weird way. I can't even imagine not having kids during this time. Like, I don't know what that would feel like. Just because, <laughs> I, yeah, it, the days do go really, really, really fast here. And I feel like I, and I cannot get as much work done as I need to do. And with my book, I, my book just came out and... Well, it, the pre-order came out and I'm supposed to be filming these master classes and sending them over. And it's another good thing. It's kind of forcing me to get to to, to understand technology better than I have in the past. That's um, a big having, opportunity for you, Caitlin. Big opportunity <laughs> for me. I have a lot of room for growth there. Um, but I was trying to send we transfers and drop boxes and all the things of the master class that I'm trying to film and um, to send into my publishers. And so it's kind of forcing me to get all my passwords in order because I can never remember or find what my passwords are for anything. And so I'm making master lists of that. Okay. I have a million things that I've been, that I'm really, really grateful for this time, but we'll go there in a second. And I'm very, very excited to get to the two people that you're going to be interviewing. But before we go there, Ali, how about for you? Yeah. Again, I've just had to give myself permission for letting each day kind of be what it is. I, I think it's I've had some moments where I'm just full speed ahead, gas pedal down. This is, I'm going to use all of this time for productivity. By the way, I don't think I've ever not traveled like this. Like I, I can't remember a time really since being in college that I've gone this long without traveling somewhere. So that's been absolutely surreal. My dog thinks quarantine is the best thing that's ever happened to her. It's like <laughs> constant walks, constant people around. But then there's other days where I think and moments where we have to to grieve and lament. And Mm -hmm. I think recognizing that there's no right way to feel there's no right way to be in this. But on those days where you are feeling grounded, it's an enormous opportunity to go after those goals and, and dreams that have kind of been sitting on the shelf where in the past I've always kind of said, oh, I can't do X, Y, Z because I have social commitments or I'm traveling or or what have you. And and now it's just time. Um, mm-hmm. So I one of the first things I did was I made a list of quarantine goals, which I keep up on my desk. And just to it, it's helped me see this window of time as an opportunity to kind of go after certain things that 
I've been wanting to do for a while. Even down to, I spent the weekend reorganizing my closets and got rid of a ton of stuff and did a major deep clean from that to even like getting back into, into writing again and setting writing goals and getting my next book proposal done. And one of my goals was launching this podcast. So I'm giving you a social distance high five on that one. (laughs) And then a lot of just kind of opportunities to, to get outside and be present. So walking a lot more, um, just going for walks all the time. I'll do like a walking catch up call with friends where we go for a walk and, and just have intentional time or quarantine cocktails where we do cocktails over zoom. We did a family zoom call last weekend where we talked for two hours with my brother and sister-in-law and my parents. And, and I almost couldn't believe that we hadn't done that before because it was so refreshing. And, and I think having this existential crisis going on is actually caused all of our our family and friends to communicate a lot more than we used to um, and share articles and share information. And so that's been a joy that I didn't expect. And and then mm. I'm at any kind of space or downtime, I'm really trying to spend it learning. So got the masterclass app and I've been going through tons of masterclasses, learning cooking. I've been cooking a lot, you know, just doing puzzles. We have family puzzle competitions. Mm-hmm. And which is very good for mental clarity. Very the, good for mental clarity. Brain. Yes. Yeah. I usually do a puzzle while the news is on because I feel like it keeps me keeps me grounded. Um last night I built a cabinet. So it was like I feel like I've been working about 10 hours a day, but I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I just need to do something with my hands. And so built a storage cabinet for the bathroom and it took me way too long. But like I put on Desert Island Discs while I was doing it, which I highly recommend if anyone has not listened to those before. BBC has these archives of of old interviews and songs. And so, yeah, just trying to to create mental, emotional space. And there's something that's really beautiful about letting the world around you get quiet and just being at home and being grounded like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does create an opportunity to get our priorities straight and things, new discoveries that we never would have made time for. Now we have the time for. So yeah, getting priorities straight, I think is, is so, so important. And just letting things fall as they may too, not just in business, but in in our, in just the world, just learning to let go and accept and the fact that we cannot control everything, like letting things fall as they may. That's been something I've been reading in my journal and kind of meditating on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Learning to let go of control. Yeah. That's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a big one. I think that's, that's kind of one of the hardest challenges right now is things that we felt like we had so much control over are suddenly Mm -hmm. completely out of our control. Yeah, totally. And there's something that's almost spiritual in in that kind of open handedness that we're yeah forced to have at this moment. Exactly. And Caitlin, have you been doing any exercise classes? Well, people that know me know that I <laughs> am not one to exercise <laughs> ever. But yes, this is actually making it really convenient and easy. It's like you have no excuse. All you have to do is click on this link, and these people will walk you through, and it does give you something to do. And it's, it just feels very new. And like, you're on the cutting edge of history doing, doing this with everybody else for the first time. I love seeing other people kind of 
fuss around, like trying to get their Zoom. And, you know, I love seeing other businesses figure it out and make it happen and make it happen for their customers and for their business. But yeah, one of my favorite ones is, it doesn't matter if you don't live near here because you can do it from wherever, but a place that I go is called Wellborn Lifestyles in Sherman Oaks and the kind of health and wellness and the owner, and she's a yoga instructor and she does a million things, um, Rebecca Beninati. She was actually my prenatal yoga teacher. And it was my favorite part of being pregnant was going to her classes. And she just kind of gives you therapy. Um, mm. And I, I've taken a few of her um, Zoom classes and it just really ha- helps me get my head on straight. And it's just nice to get my body moving a little bit. I even did it with my three and a half year old. Um, I know goat yoga is a thing and it was kind of like goat <laughs> yoga, toddler, toddler yoga where he just crawls on top of me and you know, but it's nice. I got a few stretches in there, <laughs> breath, and it was actually really fun for him too. And just set up my computer and, and even on YouTube, you can just type in a, yeah. a ton of, a, you know, a lot of easy free things on YouTube. But I even saw Kristen Bell. She, who obviously is an actress, but she also started something called uh, Hello Bello. And they're doing like, I think Camp Hello Bello or something like that, um, where She's she's having teachers come together and 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 it's everything from fitness to academia for kids and so check that out too. Oh, that's cool. Hello, Bello Camp. Yeah, I've been using my Apple TV a lot to to just throw like a Pilates class up on the TV and do it from there. Which same thing, my dog crawls all over me while I'm doing it, but it keeps it highly entertaining. Also, I I don't know about you, but I've I've had a lot more time to read and get through some good fiction books. I'm reading Daisy Jones and the Six, which is is a super fun fiction book. And I just learned about a new platform called bookshop.org, which is a way if you want to support local bookstores right now, you can actually buy through your local bookstore and it'll ship it to you. It's really, really convenient. I mean, I would love to run down a little list and just read some a list that I've made of some things that this quarantine has made possible, if that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay. This quarantine has given me time and space to breathe and create. This is more on the business side, but a lot of debtors, you know, a lot of oftentimes when you have a business, you have debt and you have lines of credit and you have things like that that are really fun. And there is some relief right now. A lot of creditors Mm. are being forgiving because they know uh, how hard it is right now on, on businesses and small businesses getting priorities straight, like I said, what really matters to you, what is the most important, what are the most important things to you, the community coming together, um, just the community even in my neighborhood. I mean, I'm getting to know neighbors that oh, I never totally, really talked to. Totally. I, neighbors that I, I would see and say, hi, I didn't really know their names. Now I do know their names. They just dropped off some like Easter eggs outside, which are so <laughs> sweet, different neighbors. And Neighbors dropping off chalk to, you know, draw on the outside sidewalks with and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's been really sweet. Um, let me see. Making me realize I don't want to go anywhere. I'm reading from my journal. <laughs> that, yep, made me realize I really don't. I Like so many people I've been hearing saying, oh, I just realized how much I, I just miss going places and connecting with friends. And mm. I'm like, it made me realize I'm actually, I think I'm an introvert. I'm fine totally never leaving are. my house. 
I never want to leave here again. I don't want to go to a party. I don't want to go to a birthday party. I don't, don't want to go to an event. I don't want to go to a restaurant. But I'm just staying here. Like, really. And I didn't know that about myself. Yeah. Also, later down on my list, it said, made me realize I don't need a social life. Um, but that's just me personally. Let's see. Uh, forcing ourselves to learn technology. Yep, that's me. It is a time to work on our quote unquote side hustles. What are those things for you? Listening. For me, I have not gotten to this yet because I am in the process of promoting this this book. But uh, one of my side hustles is a project that I want to get to called Brave Kids Collection. I have an Instagram for it, but we, we made like a first line of samples, um, which we sold out of. But now I want to work on making the actual website. Um, so basically it's inspirational clothes for your little babes, but it's also for adult sizes. So I'm really excited about that. I need to get around to doing that depending on how long this quarantine is going to be. Let's see. Oh yeah, that app, Calm. I'm really into that. This is not a pay- paid ad, by the way, guys. <laughs> we just Calm, really no. like that 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 app. And Have you ever done their like, bedtime stories? Those are my favorite. No, I need to oh, do that. Oh, I heard that. Was it like Matthew McConaughey? Or yes, the, he that does one on Quantum did Physics. One? Yes, it's that so is hilarious. Good. It's so, I, it's like a deep, I also see this one, Will, the w- Wim, Wim Hoth. Oh, Hoth? the breathing method, the Iceman. He does, he does um, breath work and it's an incredible way to, it can almost feel like an out-of-body experience just through breathing and help you get calm as a form form of meditation. And have you tried luminosity? No, uh uh-uh. It says tips on how to, my friend just wrote me, you have to try luminosity. Again, this is not an ad people. This is not at all. Like my friend just said, it gives you tips on how to slow down your mind and reduce multitasking, reading puzzles, meditation, blah, 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 mind exercises online. And then she also wrote, let's see, there's like, they said that this would be good to listen to before you, you go to bed. It's called a podcast called Naked on Cashmere. It's a poetry podcast with beautiful and relaxing music. So that's kind of Ooh. fun. Let's check that out. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it it's interesting too. I don't know if you found this, but I I had a moment the other day where I just realized like I don't need as much as I thought I needed. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the the any sort of comparison culture has kind of disappeared because we're all having like there's no FOMO because we're all missing out together. Yeah. Right? And and all of these things that I always thought I needed because they would improve my life in some way. It's just a stark realization of, of I'm really okay just as I am, where I am with what I have with the people around me and just a deep sense of contentedness and gratitude. Yeah. For the necessities like toilet paper, hand sanitizer, (laughs) soap. Yeah. Like beans and rice. Wait, you have hand sanitizer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do. I have one more bottle left. But seriously, this is the week right now that in L.A. that it's saying to not go outside, even for your essential errands, to not go to the grocery store. And I didn't get that memo until this week is already here and we don't have any vegetables left. We don't have any. Yeah, we just have we have beans and rice and some like a lot of chips and pasta and a lot of carbs. And we're just going to town. So it's going to be carb loading this week. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had this morning, uh, my kids for breakfast, they had the pizza crust from the pizza that we ate last night for dinner. (laughs) 
we're out of Brave's normal like cereal that he ate. But it's actually nice to to eat a lot of the things that we've had in our freezer that I forgot about. Like we had fro- old fro- frozen turkey patties that we probably never would have eaten. But now we're really, you know, it's it's forcing you to count your blessings. Yeah. Even if that blessing is a frozen turkey patty. <laughs> <laughs> it is a blessing. Yeah, we're doing lots of like, I, I have a few roommates. So we're doing game nights and doing like old movie nights, watching Indiana Jones and, um, nice. you know, just the things kind of, I think treating it like a snow day is mm-hmm. an extended one at that as a way to just find community and peace and joy. I, I love that. Wait, it, that When you said snow day, I, I don't remember what the comparison was, but I had a few friends that I follow. They said, this is not a snow day. Did you see that? Like there was some article that said this is not a snow day. And I think it maybe they were just trying to say like, this isn't time to, this is maybe before it was a full down, full quarantine lockdown. Yeah, I mean, I don't go to parks or something. Sure. Well, existentially, like this is it's much more of like a mini ice age than it is a snow day. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. a snow day is a way of discounting this as like a a short term, you know, just take a beat and then we'll, you know, go back to normal. And I think this is ushering in a new kind of normal and the world is Mm going to look a lot different over the next year. Yeah. And and I think it's we have to hold attention of both preparing for the world to shift around us as well as an ability to to be present and find small mm-hmm. joys in the moments around us and yeah. being present in our home and spending time on things that are are simple and and give us joy in that sense of community um yeah. well at the same time i mean i think you know this podcast we focus on building good companies and social good. And, and we have to remember that that always starts from the premise of the world is not as it should be. Mm-hmm. And right now that's been brought into sharp focus of the need being so great, the, the loss of human life, the, you know, the, the impact on the medical community, the health risks to, um, to vulnerable populations and, and older populations. And, and I think leaning into that sense of the world is not as it should be more than ever today. And how do we use the companies that we have, the the resources, um, whatever influence that may be mm-hmm. to steer into that in, in order to affect meaningful change. And so yeah. as businesses, it's a again, another tension around a lot of us are navigating, um, maybe it's layoffs, maybe it's furloughs, maybe it's cash flow, staying alive right now, shifting industries. And at the same time, these new changes and shifts in our world are an opportunity for us to, to serve people in a new way because there are more needs around us than ever. Yeah. And that's what I, I love that some companies and a lot of our friends that have companies are adding making masks in their you know in their offices and I know you're going to interview Des in a minute who we love one of our good friends Des Buchanan started this incredible um, company and they're making masks which you'll, which you're, you'll hear a little bit about um, but my other friend Brett Novak who started Good Human they've been making these masks with inspirational phrases on them 
Yeah, it's neat to see companies that are are especially in the fashion space that are rising to the occasion and using this as an opportunity to to create and sell and donate masks. Taylor's Keep being one of them and Pop Linen run by our friend Des Buchanan is a great example. Let's let's see what Des has to say. So I have Desiree Buchanan with me, who's the founder and CEO of Pop Linen. And Des, you've had a little bit of a a pivot in this COVID-19 moment. Tell us about what you're doing. Yeah, that's right. So um, Pop Linen is a clothing brand for women. We offer uh, earth-friendly basics in sizes extra small to 3X for women. But in this time, you know, we've noticed that, you know, People aren't shopping for, you know, clothing right now. They're they're looking for things that they really need in this time. And um, one of those things is actually face masks, non-medical face masks. So we pivoted for this season to creating those. And we're doing a one-for-one model where when you buy one, one is donated to a downtown women's center in Los Angeles. And we're going to keep doing this. We found some, you know, really great success with this. People definitely need these masks, everyday people. And we actually sold out of them, but we're making more daily. And it's just been really great for our sewers, mm. um, you know, keeping them working and have something to look forward to. And, you know, it's definitely not something that, you know, we're making a, you know, a, a killing on, so to say, but it, we know we're happy to be a part of this and do our part and, you know, just be ready for our customers and followers when they're ready to shop again with us. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love that you've been able to to keep jobs and keep people employed. I actually went onto your website yesterday to order one and saw that <laughs> I get one for free if I actually order a shirt. So I may need another yep. one of my favorite pop linen shirts now. <laughs> Those long sleeve ones right. are the best. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it kind of makes you feel better about buying a little something for yourself while being <laughs> responsible and buying something for your health. And if someone wants to buy a face mask, they can get it at poplinen.co. Des, thanks for what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I love that girl does. She's so inspiring. Yeah. So beyond just companies rising to the occasion to create products, I think something we haven't talked about yet that has been on all of our minds is the CARES Act that the government passed a few weeks ago and the impact of that on on businesses. So many industries are currently on ice. And I'm grateful that the government has stepped in to create new streams of funding, uh, emergency funding to uh, help companies keep employees on payroll and and cover those costs. So we also wanted to do a quick interview today with Kyle Westaway, who's an old friend of mine. Kyle's the author of Profit and Purpose and is the managing partner at Westaway, which is a, a law firm for entrepreneurs. And he teaches at both Harvard Law and Cornell Tech. So he's created a playbook on how entrepreneurs can navigate uh, this moment specifically around applying for the Paycheck Protection Program. So I want to jump in with Kyle really quick. Kyle, thanks for taking a moment to jump on with us. My pleasure, Ali. Good to chat with you guys. Yeah. So so you have a, a pretty great understanding as a lawyer around what the these SBA loans are. Can you just tell us kind of for people who have been hearing about this a lot, and are unsure what it is. Can you give us an overview? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to focus, there's a couple different programs going on, but the one that's most popular and most likely to be interesting to uh, entrepreneurs is called PPP, 
the payroll protection program. The idea here is that the government wants to put money into businesses in order to ensure that they're not laying off people. So that's kind of the idea behind the program. Stimulus cash from the federal government issued through banks. So that's what kind of what the program is. Got it. Got it. And and talk to us a little bit about, you know, how does somebody know if they're eligible for this or if it if it applies to them? Who qualifies? If you're a company that's under 500 employees, this is going to apply for you. So if you're a small company, you're totally fine. There also are provisions that have been recently clarified that if you are actually a solo entrepreneur or a freelancer or an independent contractor, this could also be helpful for you as well. So small company, if you're a huge company, there are other programs that are out there, but this is probably not the right one for you. Got it. Got it. And is it only for people who are actually have employees on payroll? If you're an independent contractor and you are paying yourself, the program will work for you. If you are a kind of a solopreneur, the new clarification from the SBA and the Treasury guidance is that you will be able to receive this funding. Got it. And if somebody hires a bunch of contractors, does that does that apply to them? This is a great question. Um, a lot of confusion around this one. So many companies, mine included, have a couple core staff members that are employees and a lot of contractors. Yeah. Um, and the question is, do do I? Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk in a second about how much money you can apply for. But the question is, when I'm thinking about my payroll, can I use the PPP money uh, to pay these contractors or can I use them to count towards my total? And the answer is no. Um, There was guidance that came through late last week and a little bit um, earlier this week that said that those contractors are not eligible to be counted for your company. However, they can personally apply for the PPP loans. So the idea is they can't double dip. Got it. They can apply personally to the, through the banks to the SBA, um, but they can't do it through your company. Got it. Okay. And then tell us, you know, I think some people have been scared off by the term loan. Is this a loan and what part of it's forgivable? Yeah, this is, it's a really interesting program. And whenever I first read it, I had to read through it like a number of times to make sure that I was understanding it correctly because it is confusing. Yeah, I did the same. So this is how it works. It's it's actually one of those government programs that may actually do something good. It may do something that is like designed to do. You get it is a loan. You get a loan for a certain amount of money. And we'll talk about that in a second. If you use that money to pay for payroll over the next two months, two months after you originate your loan, if at least 75% of it goes to paying payroll, then all that amount of money is forgivable. So the point is, if you get a $100 loan and you put all that $100 towards paying payroll, keeping people employed, then at the end, you apply for forgiveness. And if, they, if that checks out that you paid, use that $100 to pay for payroll, then all of that money, all that loan is forgiven. So you owe zero at the end of the transaction if you use the money properly. Got it. Okay. And then lastly, how do people apply for it? Yes. 
Um, application is a very much a real time ongoing process. <laughs> I know. I know. I've watched this happen. It's been surreal. I mean, I have uh, a lot of friends and a lot of clients that are uh, pulling their hair out um, and some funny and a lot of anxiety going on around this. This is how the program is, how it's set up. The SBA gives or guarantees and gives funds the loans through a bank. So you have to apply through a bank in order to get these funds. The issue has been that we've been seeing with how this has been rolled out is that many banks are putting restrictions on who can and who cannot apply for these PPP loans. Most banks that I've seen require you to be an existing customer, existing customer as of February 15th of this year. Um, some have even higher requirements, such as you have a credit card with them or you already have an existing line of credit with them. So uh, the rollout has been fairly clumsy um, and has been uh, frustrating for a lot of people. Uh, but you apply through the bank. If you have a, an existing banking relationship, you should, go, you should try first with that bank. If for some reason you're not allowed to make that application there, um, then you should start to look at other options. And Kyle, you created a resource for people if they want to learn more. Can you point us to to that resource? Sure. Yeah. So this was uh, my attempt to give really clear and simple guidance to folks like you. Um, it's called the Entrepreneur's COVID-19 Playbook. And it's a 40-page free guide that can be accessed at westaway.co slash COVID-19. Yeah, we'll throw that up in the show notes. Great. Well, thank you so much, Kyle, for, for jumping on and giving us that information. My pleasure. I hope it helps. Stay strong. That's actually really nice to audibly hear. I've seen so many links mm-hmm. about this from sent from so many friends and our CFO and everyone I know is like, have you seen this grant? Have you seen this act? And then you click on these links and it's just a lot of information, but it's so nice to hear it out loud. So I thank totally you for sharing agree. that contact with us. I totally agree. Yeah, there's so many resources for small businesses right now. I've seen a lot of grants becoming available. Sarah Blakely and the Spanx Foundation just made a grant available. So keep a we look applied. out for we those. We just applied for that oh, one. Oh, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know, it's it's both as, as hard and overwhelming and challenging as this time is. I have been so encouraged by the way that communities are stepping up to support one another, um, to care for one another from the logistics of delivering food to healthcare workers to foundations and companies providing grants like Sarah Blakely did, I, I, I think is there's just truly never been a time where I've felt like as a global community, we're all in this together. And I always think of that video of Italians singing from balconies together. And it's kind of what it feels like the world is doing at this moment. Unless you look at the videos of New York and then they're screaming at each other to get inside. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for pulling those interviews together for us, Ali. And um, thank you guys for listening. And we hope that this inspires you um, to create a list of possibilities that this time can create for you and your family. And we love you to write us and let us know what you guys are doing and what you're working on and what is inspiring you and exciting you and what you're getting done, um, not only to be productive in the world and community, but just on your own soul. Let us yeah. know. Yeah, let us know and we can share it and 
Um, and last thing I'll add at, at Copper, we created a guide for hosting a virtual book club, which is something that Ooh. I'm doing with my family and, and with my team. Um, and that's a really, a, a really meaningful way to, to come together and have kind of ongoing conversations. So have that for free for you guys at meetcopper.com. And again, as you come across more resources and, and things you find helpful, share them with us. So we'll share them out. Love you guys. Stay safe. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Thank you guys for joining this episode of Real Good Company, a show about real people building good companies that make a big impact. Music from this episode is probably from one of Caitlin's old demos. <laughs> Megan Schwindling was our producer. And thank you guys so much for joining. And always remember to stay in Real, real good, good Company. company.